Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 39, Intuitive Timing, Dousing, Michael the Witch Doctor, and Astrology with Lisa Allen. We're joined by another guest this week, and Lisa has some great information to share with us. She has a very interesting skill, in particularly specific intuitive timing. So she can use dousing to help her determine specific timing dates for your needs. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, how that came about, what exactly dousing is, and some of our uh, skeptics are going to be asking some timing questions to get their answers. And uh, later on the show, we're going to talk about astrology as well and why if you're getting married, you never want to get married during a Mercury retrograde or a Venus retrograde. And at the very end, Michael shares a true story of how he healed himself last weekend and considers himself now a witch doctor. So stay tuned for that one at the end. You definitely don't want to miss it. So let's jump into the episode and find out all of the great information that Lisa has to share with us. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. I am here with Lisa, Michael, and Brian, and today we are joined by a intuitive timing specialist who has a lot of experience with astrology, uh, dousing, and she's an herbalist. So let's welcome Lisa Allen to the show. Lisa, so nice to have you here. I can't wait to get started. Thanks for having me, Nicole. And hello to Lisa, Brian, and Michael. Hello. Hi. So this is going to be fun because we have two Lisas. (laughs) So we got to figure out... um... Lisa one and Lisa two. (laughs) You can just call me Michael if you want. That'll help keep it all straight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Lisa, uh, you have a very interesting skill. Do you want to let our audience know what one of your well-known skills is? Well, it's kind of funny. Um, I learned astrology and dowsing and some other things from other people, but I learned that I can do timing with a pendulum and it's really accurate, like scary accurate sometimes. Um, I'll give you two example stories. Um, One was in 2008 in Montana. I was at an herb gathering, and it was a camping event. And our particular group went to go explore some herbs that that grow in the mountains. So we were leaving the campsite, and we went up to, like, a waterfalls and other stuff. It was really awesome. And and I remember... I remembered encountering a family that was, you know, kind of also hiking around and they had, you know, a couple boys and everything. And I was like, oh, that's fun. We went up and we were at the falls and on our way back down, there was total panic. One of the boys was missing. I was like, oh, no. And they had search and rescue and everything there. So he'd been missing for a little while. And I, you know, like some of our people in our group said, Hey, I'll stay behind and I'll help you look for him. Cause I know what he looks like. And, you know, cause we met, we met them on the way up and I was, I was just like, Oh my goodness, what do I do? I was wondering, should I stay and help? You know, so I got my pendulum out of my pocket and I said, you know, am I supposed to help? 
it said no, like, but it, it wasn't a clear no. So I said, okay, I'm asking the wrong question. I said, am I supposed to like physically look for the boy? It said no. Okay. And then I was like, okay, that's odd. So I guess that I, uh, other people going to find him. It said, no. I said, okay, is the boy hurt? No. It was like, it was all like, just totally like, I'm going, okay, what am I doing? I finally got permission to get the timing that he would return on his own and he would come to his mother. Uh, okay. I like worked it out question wise. He was, he would come to his mom and it would be in exactly two hours. And I didn't know how this was happening. Okay. Like I, and I asked, you know, every minute that this mom is without her son, she is probably going to panic. Can I speed it up? Can I do something? It said no. And I'm like, okay, uh, do I have permission to tell her, even if she doesn't believe me? It said yes. And I said, okay. So I walked down the rest of the rest of the way down the hill and I came to the mom and I'm like, how do I tell her this, <laughs> right? I just said, I'm Lisa and I'm a dowser and I'm an astrologer, other things. And I just want to tell you that my pendulum had come through that your son would return to you healthy in two hours. That's all I know. And so she looked at her clock and it was like three o'clock. So she was like, okay, five o'clock, right? And I went back to the camp. Um, some of the other people had stayed behind. So I, I decided to go back. And at five o'clock, it was like dinner time. So we were all getting ready for dinner and the group came back. And they came to me and said, it was at exactly five o'clock that he came back. He didn't even know he was lost. Oh, wow. I was like, are you kidding me? And they were like, they, they just want to know how you knew. And I'm like, I didn't. I mean, it was just the information that I was told to give, right? Because I'm just the messenger here, right? I didn't know. Like, I had no idea that I was just told, like, tell her it'll be two hours. Okay. And I did. So that was pretty bone chilling for me because that never happened. Um, so so when when was that? How long have you been doing that since? Oh, I actually I had been I had been doing uh, dowsing since the 90s, but I never had it at exactly the minute in such a a, a really memorable <laughs> like situation. So like, so I'm assuming dowsing way, has you know, getting search and rescue, you know, like looking for him and he just came back. Now I have I have ideas about what happened. If that's what you want to know, like why no, he couldn't I'm, be. No, I'm just no, I'm just curious about all, all you know your your how how long you've been doing it. But I I'm oh. also curious about what is dousing because I'm starting to think that it has nothing to do with water. <laughs> okay, actually, that's only one use for dousing, and that's not the use that I use it for. Oddly. <laughs> Okay. If I have water, if I have water work, I, I actually refer that out to another dowser that I know. And he actually taught me a lot about things after I had been dowsing for years. And we have our, I guess, our talents. Okay. And one of the, one of the things that we can do, we can like set like, you know, walls of energy and we can, you know, we can do other things with it. So I just happened to use mine for timing. Uh, for a lot of my my clients and 
So what happened is my clients over time started being more professional clients that do psychic readings and those types of things. And they have trouble with timing for, for even their own visions. Okay. For themselves, like they, they'll get a total download and they have no idea how to get from A to B and how long it'll take. So they'll call me and say, Hey, I had this vision, you know, what's, you know, and we figure out a lot of times what's real and what's symbolic because sometimes it's mixed. Right. So, so Lisa, why is it called dousing? Yeah. What exactly uh, for our audience I'm who knows really, nothing about dousing? I'm sorry. For our audience who knows nothing about dousing, they've never heard about it before. Can you explain it? It's like telekinesis, but like with the earth uh, or really the universe. Um, it's like a telephone system to spirit and you hold either a device like a rod, like for water, like you guys were talking about. So if you wanted to know where water was and you hold like a, you know, a, a willow or a hazel or, you know, other people use other kind of wood and there's a way to hold it. And what happens is it, it's a bodily sensation that comes through. The tool is only so you can see what is happening. It, it makes it easier. So you can actually douse, you can do this particular talent without a pendulum or without a rod and it'll still work, but you just can't see it as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. So for instance, with water, because it has to do with place, you want to know exactly where to drill. It makes sense to have something that you can have right there. So you can see it like, okay, here's the spot. Okay, and my friend that does the water dowsing, he doesn't even need to be there. He can actually take a map of the land and douse with like mini, mini rods and mark where to go, how deep to dig, everything. Like it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, water witching is another name that they call that, but I don't use it for finding water. In fact, I use dowsing for just about everything else, including going to the grocery store. Should I buy this? Should huh. I get this on sale? Which one should I get? Like, if I can't visually figure it out, I just get my pendulum out and say which one. So Sometimes... we talk, Nicole and Lisa talk about communicating, and actually our last guest that we had, we talked about communicating with your higher self. Is this what that is? Yes, but it's but it's in a different way than language or visions or hearing. This is actually a sensation in your body. I can't describe it in any other way. But the pendulum points for you, <clears throat> gives you a yes or no answer. The visual cue. I'll, I'll give you an example, and in fact, some people can actually douse better with their body than they can with a pendulum because the pendulum just it gives them too much. They're thinking, oh, I'm swinging it or something like that. Right. Try this instead, okay? If you want to ask about a yes or no and that, like, if you fall forward or going toward the answer hmm. or if you fall backwards, try it from your feet, whereas if your feet are like where your swinging point is and then your head would be like the pendulum if that makes sense yeah. try it that way and if you fall forward it usually means yes and if you fall backward or away from it it usually means no so make sure there's something soft in front of you <laughs> <laughs> or, 
or behind you, right? Or yeah, at some point, you can move your leg, right? Do it standing on the bed. Uh, or, well, actually, um, actually, it's probably better on, like, the ground, okay? Because you, you want to be grounded, maybe barefooted, even. Like, if you want to make sure that you're connected to the earth. So do it outside, not in your house. Yeah, like try it. Um, you can you could try it anyway, even indoors with sneakers, everything. Okay, but if you Lisa have grounding, you may want to try it with your bare feet on dirt, you know, or grass, your first time. And what you want to do is have it be, and you don't even have to know the questions. So let's say that you fold up a piece of paper, like as a test. Okay, so you fold up a piece of paper that says sugar in it or something, like something bad for you, right? And you you put it in front, okay? And like you have other pieces of paper, so you don't know which one it is, okay? And like one of them, you know, you can put like something that's good for you, like vitamin C or something like that, right? That pretty much something that like we need in our in our lives, okay? Water, okay? Like spring water, okay? And see if you like fall backwards or go toward it and then open up the paper so that that way you don't even know what is in the paper. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you cool. Try it. That's an easy experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So Now with timing with a pendulum, what I do is I like imagine a watch face kind of now before that I, I get like th whether it is the units I get like days weeks months or years and that's you that's the usual now when I did the case with the boy I also added minutes and hours okay because I know I'm sure every minute that lady could didn't have her son it was an eternity okay it's just, I, is Lisa, it's just a series of yes and no questions that you ask to get to that point you can you can but that would take forever so that's what I was I'm, thinking <laughs> Yeah, so what I do is I actually now just give it categories to, like, narrow it down. Okay. Okay, and then and then I further go. So if you go to everything and yes and no, yes and no, yes and no, like, it would take all day, right? Like if you had 20, 20 choices questions. and then you want to go yes and no, rather than just go, okay, swing to the direction of the one that it is, okay, that's easier, right? Yep. <clears throat> okay. So after I get the days, weeks, months, years, or in the case, like with the boy, minutes, hours, okay, when it told me two hours, um, what I do is like once the pendulum swings to the direction of like whether it's days, weeks, months, years, then I go into the watch face and I can pretty much like it's usually the one through 12 of the watch face. But if it's like, let's say a higher number, you can use the one through 60, right? Like as if it was minutes. Okay, gotcha. So, so that you can like say like, instead, say that you want to find out what time something happens, which I'm going to give you another example here in a moment. But like you can get the hour and then the minute. Okay, so you can do it that way too. So. But the watch face is kind of a neat way to remember everything, and you just memorize it, and you don't have to carry it with you. Is this something you think everyone has the capacity to do, like with practice? Um, with practice, yes, but I will say that most people, in my experience, if they don't get it right away, meaning if they don't have a natural wiring for it, 
they kind of just go, eh. And I find that the people that are not interested in it are the ones that get, like, all the visions and, like, they're all, all of that comes very, really fast for them. So they're like, well, you know, why do I have to deal with this? Because, you know, like, I get it this other way. So that's why I'm going to be writing a book. I'm going to be writing actually a book for people so that they can use their talents and get the timing better than how they're getting it now. Unless most of the people that I know that are really psychic and then they get the timing, they get it from the guide or whoever they are like consulting with spirit. But they still don't know how the nature of time works because it's changeable. It's like the weather, okay? It, you can predict it and then you can make it like 80% chance you know, something. And if it's uninterrupted, you get the sun or the rain or whatever it is. But if it's interrupted in any way, it changes and it might change the timing of the rain or something like that. So timing kind of works like weather a little bit. Mm. So it's not like a hundred percent. Okay. Although when it did happen that way, it gave me serious bone chills. Okay. Like it was really like exactly what five o'clock. Are you kidding me? What do you think your success rate is then on average? Um, I know that it's well into the 90 percentile. All right. I mean, meaning, and, and again, one of the things is making sure you ask the right questions, okay? Then you get the timing. So some of, some of it, again, I was mentioning that some people, they get their visions or something that, you know, is like esoteric or an idea, okay, something that doesn't exist yet, and they want to see when it becomes manifested in 3D, okay, into their experience. Sometimes you got to weed out what is symbolic or what is being released or other things that are in that vision, and then find the real parts of the vision. So you have to, like, sort through some stuff sometimes with people. So... Once we get the core thing of what it is, and then they want it to, like, let's say they want it to manifest, and they want it as quickly as possible, okay? <laughs> For instance, a partner, okay? Like, maybe their love interest, partner, something like that, and they have, they don't, they're not meeting anybody yet or anything like that, so they don't even know where they're going to come from, anything. So it's totally like they're single, they stay at home, right? And then their partner, like, and they don't know the way there. They have no idea when. We can, we can douse the parts that are real, okay? Like, the, uh, like, let's say, for instance, I had a case where um, this vision of this person came out of their country so that they were in another country. And they met their partner there. And the partner, like, it was an actor or something like that. So we figured out from the pendulum that the place actually was real. She needed to be in the place. That, and, and it told me that it wasn't going to be met on the internet or anything. It was actually, she was going to physically be there. So we weeded that out. Then we had to figure out when she got to the country. Then we had to figure out when she would meet the partner. And then the, the person that was in the vision it was actually, in a way, I mean, because our mind works like this. It was like a placeholder for the actual real partner to come in. And it was a pretty good placeholder in hindsight because the, it, the guy that 
um, that was the actor had the same initials as the guy that ended up being like the person that she met in in the other country. And then it was, happened to be his friend that turned out to be her partner. So she arrived in September, which that, you know, that all came in. And then after she got there in September, we figured out that it was by December or so that the partner would come in and, and be evident to her that it's the partner. We definitely need to do this for Michael. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's an example. Okay. And I do get a lot of, when will I meet my partner, particularly from my females and, you know, then there's other, you know, there's other kinds of things, you know, like other kinds of questions. Well, you know, when will I improve health after this regimen? You know, how much will my health improve? And I'll, I'll do a percentage, you know, that kind of thing. Figure out some stuff. So, well, I think um, our skeptics have a timing question to see what comes up. Do you want to okay. do you want to have some fun with that? <laughs> sure. Uh, do they have some timing needs? I mean, sure. I can demonstrate what well, I know, do. It was really interesting. Lisa and I were talking about this last night, and we started thinking about, you know, there are some obvious things that I'm interested in the timing of. But as we thought about it, you know, deeply and talked about it, I, I don't know if I want to know. You know, some of it's really, mm. you know, important well, you stuff up, and i don't know if i'm ready to know the the, yeah. the timing so then we decided to come up with some other things that we know that are future timing for us but they're not you know critical path in our in our lives so we're not going to be creeped out or disappointed or whatever by the answer right yeah kind of like me with the boy when he was found at exactly five o'clock i mean it gave me chills i get it and, and I had been dowsing since the 90s, okay, the late 90s. And that was, was 2008 thinking, when that happened. But I was, even Brian, I was thinking of that. Like, even if I cared enough to know when I'm going to meet some, you know, girl or whatever, what, right. if it's not like another, what if it's not, like, for another 10 years? Then, like, be, like, twiddling Oh, my I, yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Meaning you Now, I'm going to tell you, okay, I should probably preface this. Sometimes it's a process, Okay. So for instance, I actually have another client that I'm thinking of her and she told me that it was okay to share her case. So she asked me when her partner was coming in and it said something like two years. Okay. And oh man, she was depressed, right? She's like, no, I've already been trying for five. Oh my gosh. This this isn't work. So I said, okay. Four years at that point. Okay, so nobody, uh, and this is interesting because other psychics told her a couple years too, okay? So I was on the right track. However, what other psychics may not know is that sometimes you can change the timing, and that's what I told her. I said, let's see if we can change it, okay? So we narrowed it down, and in the highest good, we got a year and a half. I also felt internally that she had to go through a process where she met more than one person to get to that place, okay? And that actually totally happened. I, it came up three people, and she met the first one, and it was like, oh, no, this is not a good one, okay? Like, really bad example, okay? Then she met another one, and he was a real test, 
and she actually thought that he might be the one. And I'm like, ah, some of the behaviors, there's something, mm, no, I, I'm not feeling it, but you know what? You need to like find out. So please, you know, like until you are sure that, you know, he's the one or not the one, you should like keep looking into it. So the eclipses just came, okay? And eclipses tend to have the astrological influence of revealing things that you didn't know before because they were hidden from you, okay? So think about in late January, early February, if you had any aha moments and changed your mind about stuff, that might have been the reason. The eclipses do that. So during the eclipse season, she actually learned that he had a bunch of secrets and he finally came out and told her and, and it made her absolutely not happy with him because she was like, you haven't trusted me in all of these months. And now you're telling me. <clears throat> so, and, and it was odd about the way he did it. And we still felt like after we looked into it and I do tarot and some other things, we, we looked into it. It's like, you know what? He probably has more secrets. Okay. Like he probably does. Do you ever get scared being like, so it, like she, when you, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Actually. I mean, you can wait till, till the end. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, well, I was coughing too. So, well, she said, um, that she was not interested in like having any other horrible surprises. Like what happened? She was like done. She was, it was over for her. And I said, okay. So now, you know, and so she broke it off and she even had to leave the job because I guess that there was like a job <laughs> issue. They worked together and that, that just kind of made it really difficult for her, but she got away and, um, yeah, she's actually dating right now. I think that this is the one and it's interesting because I went back in my timing and it was about a year and a half ago when I first started talking to her, I went back in my calendar I want to tell you that it's free will. You still have free will. So I don't yeah. want you to think that this is faded. Um, we navigate between what we call fate and free will all the time. Okay. And let me explain what my definition of fate is. Fate to me is your free will that you exercised already. And it's the consequences of that. Does that make sense? Totally does to me. So yeah. fate, but it's like still kind of already written out. You could have you power, you, you knew, words, if you knew more information. You have the power to potentially change that. But if like if you're you're just in lim um on neutral mode, this would what it would be happening. That There's that too. Yes, meaning if you are unconscious and la 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 la, bam, you know, yeah, you. But everything we do is a decision even if we are on autopilot, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Not so. advisable to be on autopilot, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> Not advisable. Okay. Like being awake and aware is, is, is gives you tremendous ability to do different decisions in your life. You know what I'm saying? However, my, in my belief, okay, and this is, I'm just going to say that, I believe I I've studied astrology for a long time and I can tell you that a chart has like the soul's decision about experiencing things. 
And then once we are here and experiencing those things, it's like then we find understanding in those things through our experiences. So while we can't maybe get out of every single thing, okay, that, you know, like once we wake up, we can avoid some things, we may not be able to avoid all the things, but we're not supposed to avoid things. We're supposed to learn from things, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. no, oh. our whole our whole experience here on earth is to move through our experience, like to have our soul experience so that we align more with creator energy, source energy, bring us exactly. back to unity. Exactly. And even when bad things happen, because they do, okay, like some things happen and it's not in our control, like meaning conscious control, okay, Um we on some level agreed to come in for that experience for the learning because guess what our souls grow when we have experiences yeah and that's the whole purpose yeah so michael what were you gonna ask before oh i was just thinking like the the tremendous type of power that you kind of have on influencing people's lives must be scary because like i could see like a a client of yours coming and saying, "Is my am I with the right person with my husband?" And based off of what you might read, you could just sit there and say no, and they end up getting divorced, and that's like a big okay. That would be thing a there. terrible thing. I would never do that. By the way, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I feel absolutely that it's a responsibility, and and I take that responsibility ability really seriously so would you just like not that tell them the answer then or would you like no, say no sorry I'm not answering. how do you feel about it do you want to stay with him then you stay with him hmm. whether it's the wrong thing or not and something like that to me is none of my business does that make sense well i i i it does i'm just thinking like the client probably was like reaching out to you because she wants it it's her business in a way she wants your advice so I mean, I'd yes. be like, I'd, I'd be right there with you. I'd be like, mm, sorry, even in, if you knew the answer on the inside, I would feel horrible saying, no, you're not with the right person and causing this divorce or whatever. And right. So I would and totally I would pull back that. So. Let me tell you why I would never do that. I, I mean, besides the fact that it does a huge disservice to the person that you're helping, mm-hmm. it does a huge disservice. I would never do that also for my own karma because taking on responsibility like that, okay, for that person and and rendering them, you know, like helpless and that they need me to do everything, that that's not that's not the right kind of karma for me. I could pay a big price karmically if I navigated this talent incorrectly. Let's just say that. How serious of a decision um, needs to be made by the person themselves, so they wouldn't even feel right about it. Yeah, most psychics. Somebody would, told me I should get a divorce, so I did. That doesn't sound right. That that's creepy. <laughs> you know how many times that happens, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> I told one of my friends to get a divorce. Psychics. <laughs> you mean, like from a mother-in-laws or something, you should get a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a, that's, that's a different, that's a different now, on, thing. On the flip side, Lisa, if I had your power, I'd be like, I, I think, I'm not sure if I would do well because I'd be like at, you know, a restaurant going, should I order the lamb chops or the steak? 
I would be like testing everything. I do that all the time. Do you really? Oh my god. Yep, I'll take my, you know, because I have, I have a bracelet. I can pendulum with anything now. I mean, I, you know, if it's a piece of string with a paperclip, I can make it pendulum. I could even do it with keys in a pinch. But I, I usually wear a bracelet, and I take it off, and I'll just, you know, I'll say which one. If I cannot choose. Now, I, I mean, I try to choose, like, normal people, okay? Like, <laughs> you know, how, like. This just sounds good. You know, I look at everything, and then I'm like, okay, I'm down to two choices. I cannot figure it out. I take my pendulum off, and I'll be like, which one? <laughs> you know? Now, I will tell you, one time my pendulum actually chose something that I did not even narrow it down to. And I was pleasantly surprised. Can I hire you as my financial advisor? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> do you do lottery numbers? No. No, that is a different energy. There is other energies involved with lottery. There is a lot of people manipulating energy and manipulating a lot of things. That No, I don't do lottery things. However, I will tell you that I do sense that when some people are having good astrological transits with the what we call the fifth house or their Jupiter element, okay, with gambling. Sometimes you can tell them that they will have a good time gambling in this area, but like as far as choosing numbers and stuff, no. Um, other other people might be able to do that. I I've just never been able. I'm not successful with that, and I really think it's because the energies are way too interfered with that we're talking about like millions of people like you know pushing energy into stuff yeah. it, it's like having like the most giant tug of war ever yeah sure. you know that totally makes sense to me yeah that does make sense so yeah. um uh michael i'm curious to know yeah. what your timing question was um this may not have an answer swing in uh, the mail <laughs> <laughs> No, this may not have an answer, but I, 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 but if you can narrow it down to like maybe a, a certain year of my life or a certain time of my life, of when I will feel like uh, I know my life's purpose. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, Michael. Wow, that was way on the. Yeah, Game of Thrones question. Well, that was my real question, but you guys didn't want me to answer that. I, I still think you should ask it because I want to hear the answer too. Yeah, but hey, then you have my pendulum at this moment. If if everything is on track, okay, and doesn't change the weather, right, of the okay. time, it says about two years. All right. Okay. okay. I can I can live with that. With that, okay. Now you may be able to change it, okay, by deciding. Can you I know, change so it? That, I'm no, it's metal, but I'll tell you right now that it's two years and it's about a 75% chance. So there's a 25% chance okay. that it could shift. To never. As of today. <gasps> Brian. Now I'm going to be, like, well, be questioning everything I do for the next two years. <laughs> now, now that, okay. So there is that with people that... Um, I, okay, I learned this the hard way. So I had a client years ago that um, I remember that he wanted to meet his partner. 
and I would say, oh, you know, like, I, I will, you know, like, pendulum check, and I'm like, wow, looks like, you know, it could be like three weeks or something like that, you know, like, wow, hmm. And he would be like, okay, cool, three weeks. And so what would happen is he would change everything in his life so that he could like meet this person. I didn't know this when I was doing his pendulum work. Okay, so he would be like, okay, I've got to be at yoga today because she's probably there or, or I've got to go to the store. So he was, he was totally taking the information and changing everything in his life to work around this thing so that in three weeks it would happen. And I didn't know that he was doing this. So he would like call me back and go, you know, it's been three weeks. I don't know where she is. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, what are you doing? You know, like I asked him and he goes, Oh, I've been changing this and that and the other. I'm like, Oh no, you probably pushed it away. So mm -hmm. you can inadvertently change your weather of timing by being overly fearful and pushing it away from you. Okay. Too. So then I have to ask Lisa, because our audience doesn't know this, but Lisa has given me a timeline on when I'm supposed to meet someone. And you gave Ooh. this to me uh, two weeks ago, correct? Two weeks ago. Yeah. And so because the, I don't want to say the date on the, the podcast. Right, that's fine. Um, but is there a way to find out if I've changed the, t the timeline for that? Yes, I can ask and... Um see yeah it's still in high percentage it's still over 90 percent all right so mm -hmm. i haven't changed the. <laughs> okay yeah you haven't inadvertently changed it but your life right like did i mention remember i was telling you like you live your life yeah no i have i've been i have it's just it's in yeah. the back of my mind and so yeah and actually that's okay it can be on the back burner of your mind that that's totally fine you have things on the front burners and you're paying attention to those that's fine yeah it's totally okay fine. um it, it was the way that the other guy did it that you know he like put everything on the front burner and probably turned it up like to eight thousand, you know <laughs> degrees and wanted it yesterday and by doing so one of the things i have to tell you is i learned about impatience is it means that you're not trusting the universe so when you not when you're not trusting the universe, the universe goes, oh, you don't want this, and then doesn't ever deliver it. So impatience like can actually questions. push it away further. It it does that sometimes. I like Michael's question so much that I want to ask the same question of myself. Ah, okay. See, All Lisa, right. didn't what did I say to you, Lisa? <laughs> I don't know. What did you say? I literally said to you, you never know. Maybe Michael will ask a question that will that will um, inspire you to yeah. ask a question. That's you what I said did to you. Say that. Uh, oh. cute. So Lisa, Michael, uh, I said, you have okay. Do you have partial knowledge of this purpose already? Uh, yes, I feel it's more of a light worker type purpose, but I haven't really okay. come into my. You know, fully. Okay, so you already have like a 60%, like you have a clue, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so now you're wondering when maybe the remaining 40% or like whatever of that purpose, like, yeah, when it, when like I'll be like, oh, yeah, for sure. I know this is what I'm supposed to move sure. forward with. I'm kind of on like sabbatical for my job and I just don't, 
actually, I sort of quit. I'm not going back. Never mind. It's not a sabbatical anymore. Um, so I'm just changing gears, and I'm just wondering when I'm going to really know that this is the direction I want to move in. Okay, so there's two big steps, something like that, okay? So the first big step is months, how many months? Okay, so the first big step is like within the next two months, okay, that you'll have like part of it, and then you'll be up to like, let's say a big like 80%, having a clue? Okay, so two months, and then um, the next piece of that, okay, years, okay. All right, I got you at two years also, but it could be a little bit later than two years, but you're going to get a bigger piece, like, at that point. So there's two big pieces. I get one in two months, and then one, like, around two years, maybe a little more than two years. Okay, thank you. You're already, you're already there, kind of, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I'm just yeah. excited so that I have a 35% chance of <laughs> With Michael, I think for Michael, it's like, it. I think for you, it's a gradual process, Mike. Like, I don't think that it's like big chunks, like how Lisa yeah, I, is. I, I, I would like imagine because I, I have like no and it, and it, you know, like it builds. It's it's different. Well, I, I have a question for a specific, I'm looking for a specific date. Okay. But is it okay that it's not me? It's my it's my brother. My brother has been talking about getting married for two years now, and the family okay. is getting tired of this ongoing he saga. He, I mean, he has the partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, engaged. Yeah, they're, they're, they're engaged, but they've been putzing okay. around with, with a date for a long time. So I'm just curious if you can see the day that they're going to get married. Okay. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. they haven't set a wedding date at all, but they're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually done that with my fiance. Um, I have a reason for that. Um, I am working toward getting my dual Irish citizenship. Once I get that, then I need to be a citizen for three years. Then I can get married. Then in three years, he can apply for Irish citizenship through my marriage. So that's the reason for ours. But you do realize how ironic that is that you don't know the date that you're going to get married when you do what you do. Yeah, meaning that it's about – well, it's about getting my Irish citizenship. Yeah, but still isn't that a part of asking the pendulum? Is It's going to factor in the three years, right? Well, I also know that things can change because, again, it's like weather. Mm. Okay. Um. I can plan ahead. I, other, I could go crazy, okay, like knowing everything for five years. That's like having a calendar that you know every single thing for five years. Could come in you, handy. you don't want to manage that much. You know what I mean? You manage like a piece at a time, and then you go, okay, now I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? This is like more for planning purposes, or if it's really, really in your energy, like, oh, my gosh, I need to know, like, you know, like when I'm moving, I'll give you an example. Uh, this is another case that I had. So I had a, I had a lady that was trying to figure out if she needed to go for a month to month lease or to renew the lease because it was a significant savings 
to stay in her lease period instead of going month to month. But if the opportunity came in, in with the month to month, the lease could be more expensive. Does that make sense? Yes. So that like, do I do the renewal for another year because this thing is this far away or do I do it month to month because it's this far away? So we, we did it and it turned out that it was like six months in when, when the actual event was going to happen. Okay. So I told her go month to month because it feels like it's going to be better or easier in some way. Now it, it could have been that, um, she, she could have, I guess, done the lease and then tried to figure out the sublease for the next six months. You know, she could have done it that way. But, well, but I, I, I feel like that was time? too much of a problem for her. Like, it would have been too much for her to handle doing a subleasing, you know, for everything. So I, I said, go month to month for your renewal, and it'll be then. And then she said, well, can I move it up? And I'm like, I don't know. And we pendulum tested it and it looked like it could be as early as four months and actually when it finally did happen it was about four and a half months so she did change the timing just from like her intention and you know we, we and and i mean we worked out some stuff we figured out like energy wise from tarot cards or other things it's like pay attention here you know do this or whatever it is so that it could be happen easier so that's why I do what I do is because I want to make things easier, not more difficult for people. So can you tell Brian when his brother is going to be married? I can. I'm asking if I have permission because that's like it's somebody else, right? So right. can I ask? I was asking about. Okay, it's letting me. Okay. Now, as an astrologer. I'd like to advise not to choose periods that have Mercury retrogrades or Venus retrogrades. Just FYI. To get married? Correct. Hmm. Correct. You can find this out on any, you know, astrological calendar. We have the internet now. So you can you can know when Venus goes retrograde. You can know when Mercury goes retrograde. Well, that makes sense. These because... time periods. Well, what if what if I retrograde. look up when I got married and it was in retrograde? What do I do? Um. Well, then it then it, a it was supposed to be. But I will tell you that you probably have some old issues that you revisit with that person. In other words, you're solving some maybe some relationship stuff okay like if it's venus retrograde maybe it's some kind of contract or something else if it's mercury retrograde or that there's communication like you work really hard on the communications yeah because when mercury goes so retrograde there's themes of why you would choose that those dates to get married on a retrograde and oftentimes they don't i mean it's not a permanent relationship Hmm. So it's just not my recommendation, okay? <laughs> well, they say that when there's a Merc Mercury retrograde, you should never sign a contract. And marriage is a pretty big contract. <laughs> that's a big contract, exactly. So that's why, that's why I recommend not on Mercury. When Venus is retrograde, that's the planet of relationship and marriage. So 
not on a Venus retrograde either. Now, I have heard of people getting married on a Venus retrograde that made their marriage work. They tell me that they had a past life marriage and and they remembered it and, you know, it works out. Um, one of them may have a Venus retrograde in their natal chart so that it's a natural energy for them to, you know. So there's exceptions, okay? But as a general rule, I usually tell people not to pick a Mercury or Venus retrograde, ideally. If you are going to use astrology, that is not the, those days are just automatically, we take those out, okay? And then, then we work with other things, okay? So then we work with the time of day and, you know, some of those types of things. I also, for my own, I, I realize this isn't, you know, really practical sometimes, but I, I often will not have a marriage on a Saturday because Saturn is the ruler of Saturday. And Saturn is like has a really heavy energy and it's really, I mean, it's good for, you know, commitment, but it's also very heavy and it makes it feel like, oh, marriage is a burden. You know, you don't want that feeling. So That's I usually try to like have those couples marry on the Friday evening at sunset Okay, because Friday is ruled by Venus. It's a much nicer day, right? And at sunset, it puts the sun in the seventh house, which is of marriage, right? So mm -hmm. that's another kind of trick that, that I probably use. explains um, the 50% uh, divorce rate since most people get married on a Saturday. I was thinking about that because in the old days, I believe that marriages took place on like Wednesdays or Friday, weddings day, Wednesday. So, I mean, <laughs> Actually, when my marriage date to my husband that um, passed the veil, bless his heart, was on a Wednesday, and it was really like I I had astrology then for that particular wedding day, and it worked you know it worked till death did us part, and we had a great marriage. Um, I just it was looked, on a and Brian and I did get married during Mercury retrograde. Okay, so twenty sixth of twenty seventeen. Okay, do a do either one of you have a Mercury retrograde in your chart? I don't Meaning, still chart. Like if you look up your birthday. Yeah. One of you may have a Mercury retrograde. Maybe both of you. Okay, so whether that's the case or not, I will say that probably something with. Mercury, i.e. communications, all of the things that Mercury represents, it's emphasized in your relationship. You guys sense. are in media, kind of, right? We what? You're in media, this show, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, I can see, yeah, there's, I could see how communication is a part of our marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just saying, it might be a real big theme for you. We polar opposite opinions on most things <laughs> okay well that He's, explains a lot Brian's my husband okay so brian's okay. the skeptic i'm not <laughs> actually it's good to be skeptical i, I think it's healthy to be a, a skeptic because if you just buy into all of this stuff without like investigating and and you know having kind of a self-proof system that that's a dangerous place just having faith and letting everything it, it just lets in all of the you know fake gurus and you know and and predators honestly 
Okay, back to our marriage question. Okay. On the date. Okay, I got months. How many months? Okay, I get three months. Now, let me... Hmm, okay, because that seems like... I mean, usually when people plan weddings, they're kind of far off. So, okay, what I, what I pendulumed first was that it was three months. However, that seems kind of short. So I thought that I would ask if three months was the announcement of, hey, guys, we're getting married, it'll be, and then whatever date that they choose, and they're going to announce it in three months, or if they're going to actually be married in three months. My pendulum said it would be that they are married in three months. I, I want to just ask a clarification and just make sure you're I don't know how the energy is read. I want to make sure you're reading my brother's energy and not mine because I married Lisa three months after our first date. Okay. Um, I'm not tuning in on that. Okay. Um, this is in three months from now. So it's not three months ago or <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So and is, there, um, is there a specific day? No, I, I didn't get, I, I got no. I just got three months. So maybe they're thinking about it and like they haven't chosen the day. Great. Okay. But three months and, and that's what I'll, and okay, can I choose a day? Like meaning is the, no, it says no, I can't do it. So that tells me also that it's not, it's movable again. So let's see what percentage it is in three months. Yeah, it's about 85% chance. So there's a 15% chance that they're going to still wiggle it around a little bit. So it might be a little earlier, a little later, but three months is what I'll do and at a 85% well, chance. That, that will surprise everyone. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Are you going to keep that in your pocket and then see how? Oh, yeah, I'm not, not going to tell them. I mean, they're, they're thinking two, they, they were saying 2019, so three months would be really surprising to everybody but i mean it could they they could just decide to run off i guess maybe that, maybe someone's gonna get just I mean, like, just like their, his brother exactly and maybe someone's no. gonna get pregnant <laughs> or or something yeah there might be a different condition about what happens and also i know people that they got married on paper for some reason that like you know maybe insurance or you know other things sure. and then they have the the wedding ceremony way separately. So like they'll do a marriage like where they're going to be married and here's the marriage license and it, and like, let's say it's in three months and then they decide, well, we're going to have the ceremony in the summer. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. It could Not be so far like off. That. What's Nicole's percentage on, on who she's potentially meeting pretty soon? It, it, it's really high nineties. Ooh, and, and we yeah i'm not sharing the day no so <laughs> just just so everyone on the audience knows uh by the time this episode gets aired we should know and so i will add a post production interview with lisa to verify if this has happened or not oh cool okay. sounds good yeah do you mind if i ask one more question not at all so I want to know 
when Brian and I are going to move. We potentially feel like we're going to move from this house that we currently live in, but we haven't really made any plans towards that. And I want to know if you get an answer to a moving date. Okay, I got, yes, you're going to move. It's months. Hang on. Okay, four months is when I see it. Wow. Now let's just double check because I want to make sure that the question, one of the things about doing dowsing is you got to make sure that the questions are proper. That's like 90% of what this is. Okay. Right. I always get the right answer. I don't always interpret it properly because of questions. So what I want to do is make sure that you, they decide to move in four months. They find the place that they want to move in, in four months, or they actually physically move in four months. That's, mm what I need to know. So you find the place in four months and then you'll move. Okay. Like one more month, I'm getting something like that. So wow. find the place in four months. Yes. It says yes. Wow. Awesome. Um, so Lisa, I wanted to ask you an astrology question and get your uh, take on it like if you have any insight to this okay so um, when we're incarnated into our physical bodies and we evolve through the stages of the procession of the equinox and this progression takes us through the 12 layers of the archetypal forces um, and I understand that these hold instructions for our universal human body structure as well as like DNA transmission transmission as the sun moves through the constellations and we receive frequency exchanges of different instruction sets for our human body how does that affect our dna activation and spiritual ascension okay so i mean that's a that's a heavy duty question because as the science that it is by itself doesn't really discuss, I mean, other than the processions and some of the things, the scientific parts it discusses. Okay. One of the things that I learned about astrology is that things come in cycles rather than linear time. Okay. But the cycle doesn't come back to the exact place that it was. It, it's like an octave higher. Like, so it's like a spiral more than it's like Mm -hmm. a circle okay. keeps repeating. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm guessing that there's the DNA moment, right? Yeah. Like, I was the, just going to say that. Spiral. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then again, we have like collective consciousness. There's other things happening, but I will say that I believe that it is not a mistake that people are born, you know, that there's a reason for all of them, even if we don't understand the reason. Okay, there's always a reason for, like, why they chose that family, you know, that birth chart, like, everything. There's a reason, like, for why they did that. And then they, again, part of, like, when we decide to incarnate to into a body and then have, like, you know, our contracts, et cetera, that we have living them out is so that we understand our contracts. Okay. So that, that's the, that's what we decide. Um, and then sometimes there's some events that we might, you know, agree to, um, 
that cannot be changed, okay? And by the way, even as a timing, dowsering peep, I cannot change things, okay? Like, that are absolutely, like, you cannot change certain things. Like, and I will not try because that's, I, I don't want to mess up the life lesson that ends up, like, propelling you into the whole purpose of your life. You see? I won't interfere with that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but but as far as astrology is concerned, it's an excellent system of self-understanding to make better decisions knowing your strengths and the things that you need to work on. Yeah. Like, that's what I really love about it. And then when the things are, let's say the transit is a really heavy transit, okay, um, you know that ahead of time and you know it's kind of like when when you know it's going to rain you you can't make it sunny but you can grab your umbrella and your rain boots and make it a little bit better you see what i'm saying totally totally well yeah and speaking of like the science of astrology from what i understand i mean in nowadays it's termed mm-hmm. like a pseudoscience but back in <laughs> well, yeah what, i do i use air quotes when you your... say science yeah however brian you know, astrology, like back in, um, you know, the, in like past times before modernization, it was actually considered the science for advanced scholars in academic circles. Sure. And so from what I understand, so I, I'm interested to hear your take on this, Lisa, but it's due to now this is going to go a little bit on the weird side, but due oh, to the. That shouldn't stop us. <laughs> Due to the negative alien agenda infiltration, you know, towards us adopting more of a scientific method, that is why we've moved away from astrology as being um, a high academic way of determining things. Well, and I'm guessing that meaning science as we define science today, which is strictly 3D result. Yes. After trying... So here's here's what I want to here's what I want to say about scientific method. Each time you do an experiment in astrology, you have a different chart for when you start each experiment, so you can never actually repeat the experiment. Hmm. Okay, think about this. Scientific method says you have to do all of these experiments and do it over and over again to get the same result under the same conditions. Under the same conditions. But in astrology, the conditions are never identical because the planets are always moving. Everything's always moving. What you can do, and this is where, you know, this, you know, the, the, and, and I'm guessing that I'm identifying science here in the esoteric sense, because now we have quantum physics and other things that are actually showing that there's things that you can't see. And they're actually proving that now. Mm-hmm. Um, that only happened recently though. <laughs> and, we, and we haven't figured out how to apply that to all of the other science yet, because, you know, it, it, you can't have the ripple effect into like every other theory, um, you know, for a long time because it, it just doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. Also, one of the things that has been to me disappointing about science is that now I have to say that I really, really appreciate and like true science theory, okay, of actually observation and 
you know, like creating, uh, you know, creating hypotheses and, and what have you from observation. Okay. And then when you witness something different, then you need to change the, the hypotheses. So true science, I love, I think it's amazing. What I'm not such a fan of is the, oh, wow, this didn't fit into this science theory, but I need my grant or whatever it is that I need. So I need to manipulate my figures in order to like, so science to me is becoming its own belief system. That's because uh, of special interests, just like religion. Yeah, I totally see that. It happens all the time. And, And I'm not saying you know, that all science, you know, that would be like saying all Christians are, you know, like, you know, bad people or something. That's, that's ridiculous. In fact, most of the people that I know that are Christians are pretty good people. Um, but the organization, you know, has its own self-interest. So they're going to make things serve its self-interest. I see that science did that at some level. And we've, we've, we've all talked about this. Is look at all of the quote, science that sells our our current medicines right now they're right. terribly manipulated we've we've spoken about this on previous podcasts numerous times yeah, yeah. so i just want to say that i i give a woohoo to real science i give a eh to eh science <laughs> and let me ask from what i understand you do dream interpretations as well is that correct um not really. Um, I, it, I mean, cause I have other friends that I refer to usually when it's dream interpretation, but sometimes I can pendulum check whether something is real, whether something is a symbol of something or whether it's a processing of letting go of something. And sometimes that helps my, you know, like if it's, if it's a dream or a vision, sometimes that helps refine it enough for a client. But if they really need to know what something means, I refer it out. Nicole, do you want to ask about your dream last night? If it was a symbol of something? or <laughs> I hope it was a symbol because it was really dark. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do that, Lisa? Not you know a, a shock right now. Today the moon is in Sagittarius, but this morning, and you know for the last two days or so, we had the moon in Scorpio, which does do a lot of releasing. Of okay, things well that's what that it happened are... two nights ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, nice. I saw myself on a rooftop of a building, setting up three, uh, three machine guns on pods on a stand to practice like to basically do a run through of what to what I'm interpreting was a mass shooting and I was setting it up for someone and I felt like I'm I was almost like the patsy and I was testing it against a brick wall but instead of bullets coming out it was energy in the form of white it was like almost it wasn't paint but it had left white energy markings on the on the brick. I don't know how else to describe it. And I, it just went like hundreds of rounds of, of shooting. And then I started disassembling the guns and putting them away in this black bag. And I mean, I, I, I mean, I went to a gun range with Michael for the first time and picked up a gun and it was just like the most awkward experience for me. I, I don't even know why I would have this dream. 
um, because uh-huh. it and and just so then I started packing up the guns in a black bag and I had to hide them under towels so that if anyone opened the bag, it was just really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's um yeah and. Yeah, and I'm getting that you're switching a little bit back and forth between, like, how it would be in 3D. Like, that would be, like, oh, my God, right? Like, yeah. in 3D, that would be really bad. Yeah. But um, I'm getting that you were you were having somewhere between a releasing dream and a symbolic dream. There was something, like, maybe the guns represented something. Maybe the white energy represented something. Maybe the... Um, you know, and, and it is kind of like, I mean, it is like the light side has the warfare. <laughs> like, I mean, there is kind of like that. So maybe, maybe what it was, and, and I'm just, this is kind of what I was pulling was that maybe this was like, you were setting off like good light energy and like it firing off like into the darkness you know, um, someone, someone the wall might be like something that is either projecting something or preventing, you know, a barrier to like get that out somewhere or um, so there might be there might be some things that are, you know, like. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, I think that this would probably be better done by a, you know, true dream interpreter. That's not one of my things on my resume, but yeah, someone, I can't help but notice that, you know, it does seem rather symbolic, but at the same time, kind of literal too. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is, um, you know, a quote, you know, psychic war, if that makes sense. Okay. And sometimes we do fight this stuff in our dreams. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I do get that there is that. So, um, that might be better for a different person. Yeah. I got an interpretation from one of my friends who's psychic and, uh, he said it was like I was sending or shooting truth and information out to the public. And sometimes being hit by truth can be interesting for some. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, well, I thought I felt like the wall that you were hitting it, you know, like was that was like the resistance of the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like it was keeping it back. <laughs> OK, yeah. Like, I mean, it's so that, it, you know, it only gets so far. Or it could be the, the truth is on the wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's for everybody to see, too. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of references that that could Oh, that's interesting. Be with, but, yeah, that's very interesting. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that white energy came out of the guns. Yeah. I was like, well, that's... Uh. That was that's very, a good sign. Yeah, that was might very be distinct. You had some warfare and... So... Okay. Well, I think for our audience, and I know I'm going to try it, that, that experiment with the body dousing, with putting pieces of paper with you know, yes. an answer on them of some sort just to yeah, find out. Or, or something. It doesn't have to be like what I gave you an example of. It could be, um, you know, like it could be like, what's your favorite color? And then you write down your favorite color on one of the pieces of paper and then a color you hate on the other piece. Yeah. Piece of paper. And, and then like, you know, and maybe like mix in, you know, a couple of other colors just to, you know, just to see how it works. And then mix them up and pick one of the papers and put it down in front of you and see if, and it could be on a table in front of you, okay? And if you lean forward, like, and just, you can just relax your knees, like, they don't have to be fully straight. Um, just 
you know, you relax your body and say, okay, how do I feel about that paper? And then if you start leaning toward it, then it's a yes. And if you start leaning back and you can, you can catch your feet and say, oh, you know, like put your foot in front, you know, so that you don't fall down or, you know, or behind you so that you don't fall back. But you're going to, you're going to feel it like one way or the other if you are tuned in. And most people actually can do it that way. And then that is the sensation that my fingers have with the pendulum. Yeah. Okay. So once you try that body thing and what you feel in your feet, that's what I feel in my arm. <gasps> okay. Um, sorry. Speaking of body knowing and feeling, Michael, you healed yourself last weekend. Yeah, I I I I, I um I mean I'm still testing it out. <laughs> that's great. Well, um, what was your criteria? Google. Um, I was having a lot of pain uh, when I work out when uh, in my lower abdomen, kind of like the what I thought was a hernia pain. I even called Nicole because she's kind of um, knows these kind of things. So I'm like, do you think it's a hernia? And she's like, yeah, it sounds like it. So I just you. God, this sounds so hard for me to say. Damn it. Um, I use like the Nicole's always told me that imagining light and kind of manipulating like a light in the in like a ball like form and, and concentrating uh-huh. it in certain areas of what you like or in this case healing. So I literally did that and I spent like five, ten minutes doing that just because I kind of I, 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 even at the time I didn't even believe it. I don't even, I mean, even now I'm like. Did it really work? Did it not? But, <laughs> Maybe but, you were just gassy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Just like what we're talking about with the paper and the colors and all that stuff. And so, like, literally about 24 hours later, I was working out again, and there, there was no pain. And I've had this pain for, like, maybe about three and a half, four weeks now until it wow. was gone. And so, of course, I freaked out and, and told, you know, Nicole and the gang – you know, what I magically did. (laughs) But like, you know, after the dust settles, like, did it just happen to be a coincidence? Oh my God. Did it come back, the pain? No, not necessarily. No. Well, here's how you can tell if it's a coincidence. (laughs) Send the energy to make the pain come back. And if you can bring (laughs) it back again, now you're on to something. Mm, I don't know if that would work, but you know what? He could probably just get a new one like that Um, because I I got that he actually released like a trauma or something, whether it's from this life or a past life or ancestors that had it that he inherited. It's something like that. That's what I I got. I don't think I'm at the level of releasing those type of traumas yet. (laughs) Yeah, but that's Um, what she's picking up. Well, no, I'm just saying that's what it felt like to me like when you were talking about it like whatever the cause so do you let me ask you this did you know what caused the hernia to begin with or did it just i would imagine it was just from because i've been working out quite a bit these past a year a few years but like okay um i uh, i do a lot of ab ab exercises and lower ab exercises as well and my even my dad told me a couple years ago that he had hernia issues so he couldn't even do that (laughs) ancestors okay Okay, because I was getting that it's like, wow, you did not injure yourself, and here you suddenly had this thing. Yeah. 
Okay, so I knew it was like, mm, this, this feels like you didn't injure yourself. This is like you're processing something else. Hmm. And then you said your dad did. I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be, um, just FYI, uh, you may have empathed your father's hernia in your body, taken it on from him because you love your father, right? Huh? And you may have. Like meaning, you know, like well-meaningly help, you know, trying to help by understanding. And that's what empathy does. It, it understands through feeling, okay? And you may have like, you may have like physically then sensed that as the hernia. And then you processed it out with the light, which by the way, that's, you know, that's a great, that's a great way to handle it. Very interesting. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, Nicole and Lisa hate it when I say coincidence, but at the end of the day, it's like that's what my skeptical mind always thinks after sure. the excitement and, and dust settles of what happens. This happens, you do it again, and it won't be a coincidence. I agree. I agree. One time could be a fluke, but when you right. do it again, okay, it won't be a fluke. And you do it again, and it won't be a fluke. And I mean, once you do it three times, you're probably on a roll, and you probably do it fifty times. You see, <laughs> I just, times, a thousand. I'll, I'll let it, I'll let everybody know if it happens again for sure. And I'm gonna let the audience know. <laughs> that... Like me and you know, you know what I'm saying. It might be something else. So, um, but when you do the light again and all of that, then you will know that you're an empath. Interesting. That's what that is. That's a psychic ability. That's just like when a psychic gets a vision or something like that. You may get the feeling instead. Which just communicates for record, just instantly. For the record, just for the record, <laughs> Lynn that's with me, she is, is rolling her eyes at me being a psychic. I don't think she buys it yet. Um, well, it's, it's a psychic ability. A lot of people are empaths, actually, and they don't recognize it. Yeah. 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 And, I, and for the audience, I wanted just to read their Michael's text to us oh, when this happened. I did not give you permission to do this. Yeah, I can. So he said, dude, Nikki, I healed myself. No more hernia pain. I totally did the witch doctor stuff on me and my pain is gone. <laughs> and I, I think that you're an empath. That's just my feeling. And I think that you, you took it from your dad and you were processing it through. So that's what I think. <laughs> now, okay. you'll, know, you'll know if you have another pain that you didn't create. So it would be one thing if you fell on your, you know, or, or like you fell on your stomach or something. You, you right. see what I'm saying? This would be caused by you. But if it just shows up. Hey, hey, Lynn, can you grab a wrench and hit him in the hand really hard? <laughs> <laughs> that would be different. That's not empathy. Oh. <laughs> Unless you want to be in, empathing his uh, hurt from the wrench. I mean, is, is that the experiment here? No, for him to heal himself. <laughs> or or maybe hard. maybe we should be like, Lisa, hit Brian with a wrench so Michael can empath that. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if I would try. Oh, yeah. Nice. We don't necessarily need that. Oh, well, thank you so much, you know, Lisa. He's an empath. He'll have plenty of other opportunities to see how this works. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to, like, give him new opportunities. <laughs>
<laughs> well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to leave all your information in the show notes, but can you just let our audience know if they're interested in connecting with you? Maybe they have some questions about intuitive timing or anything like that. Um, how can they reach you? Sure. They can go to intuitivetiming.com or astroherbalist.com. I, I own both domain names right now, and they can they can go to my contact page there and send me an email. Um, they can... You know, they can find me on, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I wanted to let you guys know that the timing book um, that is signed, that is, um, I just signed a book contract recently, and I need to write it now. For Llewellyn Worldwide, um, I've been working with them for about a decade doing articles um, for their annuals, and so this is my actually first book, so it's kind of exciting. Oh, congratulations! Uh, it will probably be out in 2019 on timing. Oh, great! great. So yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll definitely have you back on when that comes out. And thanks yeah. for answering all our questions today. Yeah, and like I said, I won't remember. Okay, so you have to write those down. Well, <laughs> it's going to be on I the recording. <laughs> Well, and I figured that you guys have the emotional investment of wanting to remember. You know what I'm saying? So yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't count on me remembering. I probably won't because I do this for too many people. And it would be like I'd have, you know, thousands of stoves with back burners and just stuff like that. No, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. So. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And to our audience. <laughs> Uh, if you need any more information about us, you can head on over to our website, enlightenup.us. And uh, we have gotten some submissions for our audience members to come on the show. So we're looking forward to releasing an episode in the near future of having some of you come on and, and share your experiences and ask us questions. And so that'll be really interesting. Uh, we're looking for that. We're looking forward to that. And if you still would like to be on the show, please send in to our email info at enlightenup.us and just let us know uh, why you'd like to come on and maybe what kind of questions you'd want to ask and uh, we'll we'll try and get uh, you on so thanks everyone and thank you Lisa for being on this was very fun and uh, we're looking forward to future predictions <laughs> thank you very much alright bye you. bye <laughs>